you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes in the sausage. But I do know how to build a football team because I've been around for 52 years. Mark? You've been around 49 now. Yes. Do you know how to make sausage? I do not either. I guess that's well, the one thing I have in we common with to him. judge Jim Ursay at right? this time. Dan Hans is here from the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio with Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler. Yes, that is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts who uh, rocked the football world, to say the least, on Monday with the announcement that uh, Fifth-year head coach Frank Reich was fired, and that was, Greg, uh, seismic news. Uh, anytime a coach is fired in the middle of the year without much of a heads up, it's always big news. But then what took the story from a uh, big story to huge, borderline surreal <laughs> gallery of the absurd was his replacement on an interim basis, at least, is 47-year-old former Colts center Jeff Saturday, who until this week, was an analyst for ESPN. This is some maverick owner mm. stuff. Whether you think it's good or bad, we could discuss that, and that's what we're about to do on the show today. It's all unprecedented. It's all disarming, like the music playing so deep into the start of this show, mm. and I like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I just like being destabilized, and I like to imagine Mark eating sausage because I think that's the type of – meat product that would most revolt him. Why have we already <laughs> gone there in this show? A, a, a show with a trenchant news ah! item to dig into. I'm not saying I like the, the hire of Jeff Saturday, but I do like the theater of absurd uh, that sort of followed the, the Frank Reich firing. And I, I you like you like Frank Reich. We're going to get into all that. Sure. But that, that the press conference kind of 
took the news, which was already outlandish, and just upped it a little. Yeah, bit. and I and went bigger. And uh, a little peek behind the curtain. Right before we taped today, I was on NFL Now for like the one last thought segment, mm. and they're like, "Oh, we, we got to spill out some more of this Ursay press conference, and then we'll have Steve uh, with Andrew and Dan on to react." And then in your ears, like, "Don't, don't go too far. Don't go too far." And it's, <laughs> Wait, so really? my comment was like, "You know what?" I don't agree with the decisions being made, but let's bring on the weird. Let's keep 2022 right. weird. Uh, and there are serious sides of the story and, and big questions, Mark, that you could ask about the cult's process. And we're going to have Zach Kiefer on in a little bit to really dig into what's going on behind the scenes there. But overall, um, and I know you are a man that embraces chaos. This is chaos in the Midwest. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, on our Friday fun show, we, we come up with predictions and they can be, um, very football hardcore predictions. Some of them are, are, can get strange. And if I had told you last Friday that I my sports lock of the week would be that Jeff Saturday, ESPN analyst, former Colts center, <laughs> would be named the Colts interim coach, you'd just laugh me off the show and we'd end it. Because it's that absurd. This it's was so, a missed opportunity. It, 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 it was, but it's so <laughs> far like, afield. That's a new thing with our listeners, which I really like. I, it shows up in my mentions all the time. Anything something stupid happens, like uh, <laughs> McKinney for the Giants who broke his hand in AT. Uh, v accident in Cabo. It's like, oh, did Mark predict that on the I Friday mean, fun like, show? It's a great, it's a great way to steer the minds of the viewers. If that's what they think. Um, but before we get to Zach, because really we need to figure out what's going on with the Colts, and nobody uh, knows more about that team than Zach Kiefer. Let's get a little more sound from Jim Say just to give you again. If you're not caught up on the story uh, during Monday Night Football, the Colts call a press conference. And Ursay explains himself. Some would say defended himself. Uh, you know, Chris Ballard, the GM's there. And, of course, Jeff Saturday as well, who's just caught in the middle of all this. Let's listen from Ursay. I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available. All right, and we are fortunate <laughs> to say that this man is available because we know he's extremely busy. Uh, I saw that he was on the Pat McAfee show. I'm sure The Athletic is hitting him up. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. Let's welcome in the great Zach Kiefer, who covers the NFL and the Colts for The Athletic. He's also a co-host of the 1% Better Colts podcast. Man, I'll tell you what, Zach, it's not – it hasn't been a good season for this team, <laughs> but in terms of uh, stuff to talk about, home run. <laughs> I'm exhausted, guys, but it's never boring around here. And you just I was I was just losing my mind laughing at what you guys were talking about. I mean, what was the weirdest part of last night? Was it the sausage comment? Was it the reference to the CIA? Was it Michael Jordan's missed shots? Was it the trip to Mars? Was it comparing Jeff Saturday to Don Shula, Tony Dungy and Bruce Arians? I mean, where do we start? I think I'll start with I was going to actually use uh, from your great column you wrote off the press conference, your paragraph where you reference those things. But I'll use the first sentence in instead in which you wrote, this feels bold at best and reckless at worst. <laughs> uh, the decision to fire Reich and bring in Saturday, an unprecedented gamble in modern NFL history, one that Jim Ursay spent the better part of 35 minutes Monday fervently defending as only he can in terms of like the surreal meter. Uh, like as a Jets fan, I know like Rich Samini and everybody on the Jets beat will talk about the Belichick press conference forever when he resigned as HC of the NYJ. On the surreal meter, what is it for you, one to ten, while you're sitting in that room digesting it? 
The surreal meter around here is a lot higher than other cities. I will say that. Like if you're around Jim Mersey a lot, you hear these things all the time. Like it's not abnormal for him to say in training camp, the goal is to win three Super Bowls in a row. Mm. Like with this team. And so you're you're kind of <laughs> used to these rambling press conferences where you get mentions of John Lennon and Bob Dylan and the CIA and whatever it is. So we're used to the unusual. But um, in terms of my career, I've covered this team for nine years now. Nothing will top August 24th of 2019 when Andrew Luck retired, but this is up there in terms of just a surreal moment. And this was the first time I thought this is important. This is the first time Jim Mersey made, you know, some disparaging marks at the at the media. And same with Chris Ballard. They were on the defensive. They were a little um angry, a little feisty about this decision. And, you know, look, it, it's they're hiring a guy who was 16 was 20 and 16 as a high school coach to run an NFL team who was meeting with coaches yesterday. He didn't know the name of like, this is unprecedented. And to question the qualifications of Jeff Saturday without questioning his playing credentials is completely fair. So was this weird? Yes, 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 it was. Like, do you think that he is going to have the full support of his coaching staff? Like, how do you think he is able to transition this week, and we've seen some of the decisions he's making in terms of play caller and stuff now, uh, into being all of their bosses, and how do you think that works over the next nine weeks? Yeah, that's a good question, Greg. I think it's like, I think both things can be true at the same time. Like, Jeff Saturday is an awesome dude. Like, if you guys have ever met him, he's an awesome dude. He was an awesome player. But this is not, this doesn't make sense in any world that we live in. And I think whether those coaches would ever admit it or not, they have to be livid. And to be honest, they're running out of guys to fire. Like they literally are running out of people to fire. They're gonna turn to a 30-year-old assistant quarterbacks coach to call plays on Sunday named Parks Frazier, who four years ago was a assistant to Frank Reich, like a assistant, like the guy that would show up at 4.30 in the morning to get the play scripts ready. And he was a quality control coach two years ago. Now he's gonna be calling plays for Sam Ellinger, Jeff Saturday, like this is, this has got maybe one win left in it the rest of the season. It's just hard to see this team. It's hard to take this team seriously right now. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a legitimate um, November acid trip for everyone who's <laughs> absorbing the news. I'm certainly sure for you. I, I guess my question, because Jeff Saturday is a savvy guy. He's been in the media. He he was a player. He's been around coaches. He understands like the culture of a locker room and what this kind of move would mean to players in a locker room and what they've already done to that, the players in that lock, locker room the last couple of weeks. How does he, or what was, do you think he was told about the future? Because it sounds like it's just walking into a disastrous eight weeks. Why would he want to do it? Um, I guess it's like behind closed doors. You're my guy for head coach, unless like you don't want to do it. Like, why would you leave your career and come do something where you're now in the middle of this maelstrom? I just, I'm, I don't understand Jeff Saturday's decision hmm. to take the job. Mark, before I answer, I have to mention I got on Twitter last night and I saw your tweet that basically said Chimerse is driving the Colt spaceship into the sun. Yeah. And I just lost it. I, I don't know why that was so funny to me. I could hear it in your voice. That's that's kind of where we're at. And one of the most poignant moments of this press conference last night was I asked Jeff Saturday, like, no offense, Jeff, but like, how the hell did this happen? And he said, basically, I was as stunned as anybody when he got the call late Sunday night. He asked Jim Ursay point blank. 
why are you considering me for this job? Like, that's a totally fair question. (laughs) And we asked Jim Mercer that question 15 times in 15 different ways last night. And the only real answer we got was that he likes him. And Jim Mercer mentioned that, look, I mean, this is this is a real quote that this team has been one of the winningest teams since 2000. They're in the upper quartile of the top quartile of the upper quartile. (laughs) Whatever the hell that means. But the problem is the problem is they're they're trying to grab onto the glory days. They're trying to grab onto the Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck days. They do not have that quarterback. This was the worst offensive performance we've seen from the franchise in 25 years. Mm. On Sunday in Foxborough, they went 0 for 14 on third down. But to answer your question, Mark, the players were not on board with the benching of Matt Ryan. They were not. Mm. Frank Reich's hands were tied. You could make a very strong case they should be playing two quarterbacks instead of Sam Ellinger, the other being Nick Foles. Are they trying to lose games? They keep saying they're not. They keep fighting off the question that they're waving the white flag. But every move they have made, these are Jim Mercy moves, has made them a worse team. And it's hard to see them winning many more games the rest of the season. I would love to know what these veteran defensive players, now the defense is bringing it. The defense is playing well this season, but nobody knows. And I would love to know what Stefan Gilmore thinks. This is a guy that was with New England (laughs) for a long time. An adult organization. What does he think? What does DeForest Buckner think? I mean, this is... It's going to be a fascinating day in the locker room tomorrow. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you had said earlier, what does this team have one win in it the rest of the season? I think that to me, it seems like that's the goal here at this point. Uh, it's a pivot, hard pivot by Ursay, who has a finite amount of time to build another champion. And he sees that's not what this team was going to be. I wanted to ask so you wait, about. You think he's trying to lose? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look at the moves. At this point, I believe he is. And, and, <laughs> and he's sending his buddy Saturday in there to kind of keep more morale up and have a guy that he could hang out with uh, in this capacity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm curious about the relationship with you guys in the media also um, with Ursay and with the GM, Chris Ballard, who, by the way, got a vote of confidence yesterday. Here's here's Ballard getting fired up, talking about his process and uh, one of several grenades, I thought, lobbed the way towards Kiefer and company. We've not played as well up front as we need to play. And I think you all know my... As y'all, y'all have been kicking the shit out of me for years for not drafting wideouts, and all of a sudden I look up and you know we're underperforming on the offensive line right now, um, and that's got to that's got to take another that's got to improve that has to improve, and then the turnovers, and then the turnovers during the year that you just look at it we're turning the ball over and we're turning it over inside our fifty, and I just I'm just noticing for the first time. Uh, Zach, that when he says, and the turnover, he's talking over a reporter who was coming in with a follow-up question, it looked like. Um, what is the general vibe between what you guys are doing and the team, and how does that kind of bake into the overall puzzle of what's going on over there? Yeah, it's not good. Um, you know, they basically made Frank Reich fall on the sword. On Sunday, it was it was sad more than anything. He came into the press conference room in Foxborough, and you could just tell. You could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his face. Frank had known for a couple of weeks that it was about to end, hmm. and it did end. And then they moved to Jeff Saturday, which really gets all the attention. We're not t- talking about Frank Reich anymore. That move did make sense. The offense was going nowhere. He wasn't getting it done. But at the same time, he had six starting quarterbacks in five years. Now, his hands are dirty in that because he pushed for the Carson Wentz trade, and that didn't work. But that's not that's an organizational failure. Like That's a failure from the top down to everybody they couldn't get this right. And Chris Ballard, his hands is dirty are, are as well because at the root of all of this this season, at the root of all of it, is this offensive line that can't protect. Sam Miller was sacked on nine times 
you know, use the 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 Ferris Bueller quote like nine times on Sunday, <laughs> the most in five years, and and it, that was why Matt Ryan wasn't able to be effective. Now Matt Ryan threw interceptions and fumbled, but nobody could have played behind that offensive line with the exception of maybe Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So, you know, that's where Ballard's mistakes in the offseason have cost this team, and that's sort of the source of tension right now. Is they thought they could play Matt Pryor at left tackle, then they moved him to right tackle, then they played him at right guard. They've now benched him at three different positions, which I can't remember ever happening wow. with this team. It took them nine games to realize that, and they started Danny Pinter at right guard. I don't need to go on and on about this, but this offensive line is unrecognizable right now, and, and that's at the root of all of this. I mean, you think, go back to week one, you've got Frank Reich as head coach, you've got Matt Ryan as your quarterback, and you've got Matt Marcus Brady as your o OC. Right now in week 10, it's only November 8th, they have Jeff Saturday as a head coach. They have Sam Ellinger as the quarterback, and they have Parks Frazier calling the plays. Like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> right. And, I mean, at, at week one, there was a lot of optimism about the Colts. I didn't remember this, but Steve Weish, our friend, reminded me he was on the Around the NFL uh, prediction show, and he had Frank Reich as his coach of the year and the Colts making the Super Bowl. And he remembers me jumping in and being like, ooh, that's a good pick for coach of the year. Because so it's, like, it's just like <laughs> they're going to – At least gonna, you can own it. Yeah, at least they could beat expectations and all. I – I look at that offensive line and I think, yeah, Chris Ballard has a lot of fault, but I think you have to listen to what he said. You're at fault, Zach. You you banged on yes. him about investing too much in the offensive uh, line. Yes. And um and he fell for that. It, which that that little joke didn't really make any sense cuz they're still the most highest paid offensive line in the league and the guys who are pay making a lot of money aren't doing well, right. so that didn't totally make sense, but I do put uh there's some blood on your hands too. Zach. I think so. I appreciate that. I, I, you know what? I, it made sense to me. It made sense to me that when Matt Ryan came here, it did make sense, like on a football level, like he was going to get the ball out quicker. He was going to make the layups, right? That was the famous comment last year about Carson. They had Jonathan Taylor coming off an 1,800-yard season. I just didn't see a line that's, like you mentioned, Greg, the highest paid in the league, 42 million of the salary cap this year. I didn't see Braden Smith regressing, Ryan Kelly regressing, and Quentin Nelson hasn't been the same player. Mm. So you put all that together, and, and that's really where it all went wrong. But look, my hands are dirty too, right? I, I miss blocks. I drop the football <laughs> as well. Oh, you know it's getting bad when they're taking shots at the media. Mm. Well, yeah. you know, of course, Ursay was a, a journalism student. He made that clear to all of us. Um, secondly, I would imagine if you're sitting in the offices of HBO, you were wishing that last year's in-season hard knocks was occurring right now because, I mean, that would be something I would be watching the minute it came on. What would Jeff Saturday need to do? to? I, now, there's a, obviously a... The whole thing with the Rooney rule is has people up in arms, and it should. I mean, this whole thing feels insane. But what would Jeff Saturday need to do to convince this organization, or just Jim Irsay, that he is going to be a head coach after this eight-game stint? Just lose, baby. Mm. Yeah, follow the, follow the owner's orders, because clearly the owner is making all the calls. I mean, I don't even think Jeff Saturday has the power to play the quarterback he wants. Well, did what Frank, did Frank Reich? You're reporting after, I noticed, this... Um... Firing was interesting because you guys seem very clear that Ursay has been making all these calls when it came to bringing in Matt Ryan, getting rid of Carson Wentz, and, and, and this benching. Yes, yes, that's good to point out. Um, you know, for for a long time, he's been the owner for 27 years here. He has fought to be the owner his father wasn't. For those of you who remember Bob Ursay, Bob Ursay was a crazy volatile owner who would go down at halftime of games and and demand that the coach fire the quarterback. And he and if he didn't bench the quarterback, he would fire the coach before the game ended, and then he would forget about it two hours later. So we're talking absolute chaos. So Jim Ursay grew up in the league watching that and decided 
to be the exact opposite. He would stay out of all this. This is a third consecutive decision where his hands have been very much all over. He demanded hmm. that they moved on from Carson Wentz. He told them to bench Matt Ryan, which I don't think Frank Reich wanted to do. I don't think any coach would want to bench Matt Ryan because he's clearly better than Sam Ellinger. And then he hired Jeff Saturday. And I don't think that's a Chris Ballard move. Why would a GM on thin ice want to hire an unproven, untested head coach in Jeff Saturday? So Jim Mercedes had his say the last couple of weeks, the last couple of years, which is a very uncharacteristic from him. And that's a bad way to run a franchise. That's meddling. And, and you got to wonder, like, who's going to make the next decision? He said that Jim, that he said, Jim, Jim Mercer said that Chris Ballard will be back next year, but who's going to make the head coaching hire? Usually that's a GM thing. But um, he you know, also said Frank coach, Reich was safe six days ago, or at least multiple national reports said Frank yeah. Reich is safe last Monday. And one Correct. week later, so he's gone. we asked that at the very end of the press conference. Why should anything you say right now, Jim, be taken into account? Because it's sure, not that been went true. Well. And it did not go well. He <laughs> quoted his record, but the problem is the record was is, Peyton Manning's not coming through the door. Andrew Luck's not coming through the door, and this team is is going one direction. It's not up. Uh, Zach, we really uh, appreciate your time here. We know you're super busy, so um, good luck with everything else. I feel like this is just the beginning of uh, what's going to be a wild ride through the end of the season and beyond. So you're well equipped to handle it. So we'll, we'll probably check in with you again, but we'll give you a little bit of a break. I know you you need it. You deserve it. <laughs> a wild ride back into the upper quartile. Of the <laughs> yes. So thanks for having me, guys. There he hey, goes. Thank you. thank you, Zach. And I want to just add one more thing that um, if you are unaware, because we just talked about at the end of Sunday Night Show, uh, that we have a lot of new listeners, that Zach wrote an amazing piece on Chris Wessling that you could get on the athletic hmm. uh, if you're a subscriber now i do want to just point out the math that ursay was using in terms of the quartile and oh where, it does yeah, not it's, it's dan and, math to and where <laughs> where i think he was going with it now he said look we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000 okay four out of 32 for 32 teams fourth place mm -hmm. that means we're in the upper quartile of winners now the quartile here would be how, how many teams here dan uh quartiles eight, eight yeah so, the so that would be eight so that's a true statement they are in that the top true. eight he said they're don't fourth. ask me any more questions by the way okay, that i'm I'll tapping stop. out at one okay then by the way they found out they fact checked they're not the fourth winningest but we'll, we'll put that aside <laughs> we'll put that aside uh -oh. uh, so they are in the upper quartile winners and they and he is saying in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Now, the top quartile top of that quartile, upper quartile, quartile. That would be two. That would be two. Right. So that would also not be correct. He could have just said we're in the top portion of that upper quartile. Maybe and I guess I think that's where he was going. He, like, right. they, they cut the half. He could have just said we're in the top eighth of the league. Maybe that sounds Maybe in sound his world. Sound. Quartile is kind of a cool word. Yeah. You got to give yeah. him that. Well, he had to use it three times. But right. He didn't need to do that. But like maybe that's why they hung that that um, infamous banner back then. Because in Ursay's oh, world, banners. like we are winning extremely important things. Well, I think right. they should make a new banner, like yeah, top, top, <laughs> top upper quartile of the top yes, quartile. That's no, very a, good. Uh, let somebody banner? get to work on the Photoshop on that one. And uh, before we take a break, I just want to ask you guys, like I had to let Zach go because he was obviously he's getting worked hard by that team right now. But who wants that job? Like, let's say it turns out Jeff Saturday is eight and done. Who wants that job? Who well, wants a job it, when the owner clearly is turning into his father and has got his fingers all over the the operation and, uh, you know, the, the GM is just going to do whatever he can do to stay alive and he probably has no power either. It's like that's a tough gig to walk into. When you're trying to advertise like your own company as a great employer or yourself as a great boss and like you do what he's done over the last week, you're telling 
like common NFL fans, that place sounds extremely toxic and totally bizarre. Yeah. And I, and do I want to step into that drama and be the next uh, person yanked around by whatever's happening? There's only a few. Whoa. Uh, there's only a few coaches. <laughs> That co- that have options every year, so I'll give you the boring answer. Jesus that everyone <laughs> everyone wants. Uh, wants There's only these 32 jobs. chairs. There's you know only 32 I mean? chairs. But Josh McDaniels, big winner in this. He, you know, he can look back and say, "See, I was right. I, it's a good thing well, I, I uh, that. backed out of that." Yeah, job. Sure. He, in fact, it's, it's funny that um, that Jeff Saturday a couple weeks ago as an analyst tweeted out. Like the Raiders stink, basically, and, and so now, now you have to go. We'll go find out how how much the Raiders stink with the situation they're facing. In all seriousness, too, though, like that just tells you that this was not on Jeff Saturday's radar. No, not of any. Not. No, he said it was surprised by when the phone yeah, rang. Like, would you think I'm going to be a head coach in in 30 days? It's a bizarre story. But remember, before we go to break, guys, that it's not that complicated. It's not. We don't build rockets to go to Mars. We're not nuclear scientists. That is none of our jobs here. It's a very simple jobs that we do here. We cultivate winning cultures. We cultivate toughness. We live by our integrity about the people that we are. And we don't expect anything more than we expect from ourselves. I'm motivated. I feel motivated. I feel power. Yeah. That's the spaceship. Driving into the right sun. to the sun. All right, let's take a break before we get to one of our favorite long-running segments. Teaser. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
Welcome back. Joining us now, so we had Zach Kiefer, and now we have another friend of the show, NFL Network Zone host and reporter, Bridget Condon. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. This music is incredible. What is I feel it? like I need to be strutting down a runway. There you go. That's why I like I like what we call behind the glass. It's known as sausage fingers <laughs> because it, it gives you an idea of the person's personality because they always say what they think it sounds like. Like mm. Kyle Brandt, as an example, said, this sounds like silk stockings on Skinamax back in 1995. Said a lot about Kyle Brandt. For, and Bridget, you said this is you, uh, on a runway. Yeah, like slow motion, walking Wonderful. down. Yeah, you I know, set in the mood for Sunday night. Is this the new Sunday night football song? We've been waiting all day for this. Maybe I kind of like it's it. A good how, how are you, Bridget? Welcome. I'm great. It's Tuesday. You know, <laughs> as good as you can be you on a Tuesday. Box. You just celebrated a birthday. I know. I thought that the reason Didn't get why the invite to the party, but that's cool. Well, I figured the reason why I'm allowed on the show now is because I'm 21. <laughs> oh, so there I you just go. had to wait. <laughs> Finally, that's good. That's good. I, I I think having Bridget on the show is is uh, to show how much we like you. Um, you're coming on right now. We're going to talk a little TNF later. Uh, but what we're going to talk about right now, hit it. Grave digger. Stick a fork in him. Yes. Ooh. Dave Damashek on the Vox there. Uh, a longtime segment, Bridget. Uh, if you just turned 21, that means this segment started when you were about 13 or yeah, so. Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, early, it, early teen years. I remember it. Yes, yeah. yes. It was pretty pivotal in my teenage life. Yeah, it was course, formative, I'm sure. Uh, stick a fork in them. We are at the time of year now where it's time to figure out which teams we don't need to take seriously anymore. In fact, I would say on some level, Mark, this is your favorite segment um, as a uh, podcast uh, person, right? Because the whenever you could just throw teams into the sun – that makes life better. Well, I mean, we have different. We approach these teams differently. Greg and I certainly do. And when I see a team sitting out there at two and seven, and we're getting deep into November, bye bye. Yeah, my mind is starting to lose um, a grip on why I should spend a second thinking about you. Right, you're thinking like that's not going to make my game pass rotation. The problem is they play other good teams, and then oh, it's, and there's it's hard a, to watch there's one. A problem it's a for, struggle uh, without the other. Sessie. What? Sessy now has the QB index on his plate. Oh, yeah, that's and true. He must oh, yeah, you can't. Every not, snap. Not, not only that, when yeah. they bring in like the fourth string quarterback in week 16, the teams are like almost trying to lose games. You got to watch those guys. That's I have learned good, that will be my ranking. personal Vietnam. <laughs> Bridget, this this uh, segment, by the way, hasn't existed. I don't think for three or four years. They just they so it's Mark's, went Mark's away, favorite and segment, and then so it goes away for I don't four think years. Done That's it how the show. Do you guys have operates. a real fork, and you can. We, oh, yeah. I think there was a time where we had maybe some props, but uh, the budget's been cut. So, oh, okay. But what we're going <laughs> to do here, I know since you were a teen when this was uh, <laughs> launched, uh, each of us will take turns nominating a team. And what does stick a fork in them? It means they have no chance to make the playoffs. And you okay. could say, and, and certainly a person like a Greg, for instance, will say, well, anybody, you know, if they win all their games, they well, can make the playoffs. Because most years so they we've done this, fork. we've gotten it wrong. We've gotten at we, least one Not team always. Wrong. Not, not always. Usually. It, but this takes some, takes a little bit of a intestinal fortitude to kind of put yourself out on a limb and be sure of a team that is cooked. So before we get into nominating teams, it has to be unanimous. We all have to vote a team yep. forked, okay? I want to throw three out just to get get warmed up, get some blood on our hands quickly, uh, Ursa style. And you guys can let me know if um, there's pushback here. Uh, but can we safely fork, for instance, the Carolina Panthers? 
That, that was your team that you covered I know, initially I know. at NFL See, Network. My hesitation here is because the fan base already hates mm. me. And if I fork them, <laughs> oh, they're going we'll to hate me even more. But I'm going to fork them. Absolutely. I mean, if you have P.J. Walker starting, and let me remind you, he had a zero passer rating in the first half against that's the Bengals. That's me. Yeah. Um, no, it's not mean. It's factual. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's starting over uh, Baker Mayfield, which there is some. I don't know if you guys have delved into his contract. There is something there to be said. They get a 2024 uh. pick if he plays less than, uh, or they get a sorry fourth rounder if he plays more than 70 percent of snaps. Got it. Or less fifth rounder if he plays. Opposite. Yeah, they're, they're cooking the books a right. little here. So park him on the bench. That's why Darnold's yeah. off the IR. I, I, I would think I wrote in the power rankings. I feel like this is PJ Walker's final start, regardless of outcome. They'll probably, if Darnold's healthy, just run him out there and hope that takes them home. Especially if you're saying it, it it's advantageous for their future not to play Mayfield. Sam Darnold. <laughs> I, uh, I'm comfortable forking the Panthers, although it would be the quickest, you know possible regret that we've ever had doing this because if when they play Thursday night, let's say they, they beat the Falcons Thursday night and then the Bucks lose in Germany, which is you know very possible. So you're falling into your trap, no, though. No, I'm just saying they would only be do. one game out of first, but I do feel comfortable that they will not win enough to to pass Atlanta or Tampa over the course of the it's season. It's interesting how, fork in them. how much a difference a week makes, as they say, because like a week ago, I was like, this team is frisky. Walker is looking intriguing. Yeah. Like the offense has awoken. Like were there much better post Matt Rule? Right. And then the Bengals game happened, and I was like, "You're out of here. Yeah, Whoa. you're out of my universe." I'm a big Steve Wilkes fan. I have a lot of respect for mm. him, and kind of he seems like he doesn't care what anyone thinks, which I kind of like. That yeah, Panthers, I feel like that. a lot of times have just been worried about the outside perspective. He doesn't care. He's doing it his way. I'm a fan of him, but overall, I don't think I don't think they do it. They always find a way to get your hopes up really high, and then take you right back. They, right, need, yeah. they need that high pick. They're a team yeah, they need that first round. And I would be on the fence given the division they play in had not I started P.J. Walker over Davis Mills uh, in fantasy this week and well, it cost for me a win. Too. So for that reason alone, I also vote they're forked. Can we quickly fork the Houston Texans, the one-win Texans? We don't really need to delve deep here. Any yeah, pushback on that it. one? No, let's fork them. The Texans are cooked. Can we fork the Colts? Can we? I know they have three wins. I have one concern about this Colts thing. Okay. Is that um, they're trying so hard for this to spin south, and we've covered it in our previous segment. But what if, like, the greatest sports thing ever happens of all time, and Jeff Saturday guides them to, like, a 6-2 and two mark or something, and they eke out, like, a wild card? Well, we don't get the guillotine if that happens. I'm just saying, like, I kind of have the feeling that every that when the whole universe is saying, oh, this is going to go so negatively— I don't know. Well, we do make a generous donation. <laughs> but I will fork them. To a charity if we get that, like that is in honor of that city if we get it wrong. Yes, that is true. Greg specifically uh, no, will make it, the No, it depends. Donation. Whoever you know nominates the team, that's the But person. we don't want to force you into it either, Mark. If you really think that something, some funny business could happen, but just know it might come back on you if they get worse, I, for instance. I, I don't have a big problem forking the Colts for the same reason as the Panthers, the game that I just watched. I was thinking, okay, maybe you could make an argument for the Colts because their division's so lousy, uh, but they've almost played all of their division games already they somehow, gone. and they weren't good in that those, and they still have the Eagles. They still have a game at Cowboys, at Vikings, 
at Giants. Uh, that's a lot. Are of you buying my s- scenario that maybe something magical happens? No, here like I, I don't want to speak because I don't want to get them upset with me. But <laughs> I could side with you just in a sense that it would just be a crazy situation, right? right? Jeff Saturday, he's going to go in there and rah rah this locker room. How long does that but, last, though? Uh, who knows if they even want him in the locker room? Right. The coaching staff isn't going to want him <laughs> it there. Is fairly, gonna be it a does mess. appear fairly toxic. I would. I, love, I don't know. Maybe after yeah. they hire uh, the thirty-year-old today to call the plays, I want to. Mm, I'm sure that will be. Walk back my decision here. I would love for it to happen if only because uh, we do these Monday night football recaps and mm-hmm. I happen to look at the schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And Joe and Troy are going to be wondering what happened to dinged. these great late season games. Uh, the Monday night football schedule the rest of the year is rough. It includes uh, two Colts games, including a Colts Steelers game in week 12 oh. and a uh, Colts Chargers game. At least the Chargers maybe will be in the mix in you know week what? 16. It makes sense because there's so that's many. That's your personal apocalypse. Right. right. That's sort there's of so many quote unquote safe teams this year that are having a really bad season. Uh, I'm guessing they're showing up yeah. repeatedly. All right. Let's let's now nominate some teams. So we got three already forked. Uh, get well, us going. Who you Bridget. are is terrible. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, where's this coming same, from? Same, same. Um, okay, I am going to fork the Packers. I know this is controversial. Well, you're you're going to nominate oh. the, the Packers. <laughs> oh, okay. yep. Well, that's spicy, okay. though. Okay. Yeah, it was nice having you on, Bridget. Um, <laughs> I'll take my yeah, exit. There she okay, goes. I'm gonna 21 nominate, years young. Do I tell you? Yeah, it's, it's just me because I haven't lived this much. So youthful. Um, do I tell you why I'm nominating yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're, okay. The you're, right. you're, you're pitching yeah. them. Okay. All right. I am pitching the Packers three and six. I know it's controversial. Aaron Rodgers, an incredible quarterback. Never bet against him. I'm betting against him. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Lions. And not only did they lose to the Lions, nine different players got hurt during that game. They just lost Rashawn Gary for the season. Eric Stokes, I don't know what the latest on him, but questionable. Uh, Romeo Dobbs with the ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. Aaron Jones, of course, he's practicing this week. But when Aaron Jones goes down, your threat, your biggest threat Mm -hmm. on offense, I don't know what else you got. Mike McCarthy, he got choked up yesterday talking about going back to Green Bay. I think the Cowboys are going to destroy them this weekend. That's, that's some good and zaddy energy from not, McCarthy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Not only – okay, so their next three games, Cowboys, Titans, Eagles. It's just mm. – they could potentially be three and nine. I um got flamed on our Thursday preview show for suggesting that the Packers might only win seven games. Okay. Why didn't you tell me that before the show? Well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> siding with you now because you also said I, you almost locked them up against the Lions. You're all over the place. I also don't that, recall you being flamed. But. Yeah, Greg was like <laughs> snickering, like yeah, at, was, his, uh, at his own little research. This didn't is, agree, but then he's like, actually, his, I do this agree. This is his interpretation. You know, no, I it's accurate. I, I think it was you made a, a little bit statement. I was just surprised. Yeah, because Bridget's here. I have to slide over a little bit closer to you guys, and I can feel the heat between you right now over <laughs> oh. that situation. Well, I'm not it's aiming for that. Comfortable. I love what Bridget did because it. It is bold, and my initial instinct is to push back because it's Aaron Rodgers. And when I watch these games, I don't think he's that far away. He, To me, he's like Tom Brady, where if I had to rank him, and this is about where they are in the PFF rankings, I'd say they were in the top 12 quarterbacks of the year. Like, they're around 12, mm. each of them. They're not getting killed because of their quarterback play, and there's a lot of good players on their team, and they have a history, obviously, under Matt LaFleur. And so if there's a team that's going to rally from three and six, they would be it. But you are getting ahead of it. With them playing the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Eagles in the next three weeks, nothing that they've done this season indicates that they can go 2-1 and one in those games. And if they don't go 2-1 and one in those games, you're cooked. 
you're there currently, are already five games you, behind the Vikings. Right. Yeah. You're not going to win the division. Gone. The division's yeah. basically gone. And the NFC third wild card might be a little sketchy where you only need nine wins. So it's not crazy. But I, I just haven't seen be anything generous to be, believe Here's that the other they're going to win two they or three stink. of those games. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's an overarching That's a fundamental issue that issue. We, we have to deal with here. But the Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, at Bears, let's say best case scenario, they're four. They go two and two. So they're five and eight. And then they get home Rams at Dolphins, home Vikings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Dolphins. I'm gonna like, fork them. I'm gonna fork yeah. them. Wow. I feel, I, yep. I feel like they're done. I feel are like they, are, do they stink or are they just really unlucky? They seem very mediocre, and they just uh, find ways know, to dude. lose close tell games. Tell me about, tell me that loss was unlucky against Detroit. I think it was a little unlucky. The they outgained him by 100 yards. I know, but Greg, look at what every other team has done to Detroit's defense. And I, I, I kind of just think points. Like, it's hard to adjust to what's happening in Green yes. Bay. It's hard to adjust to what's happening. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is not playing very well. It's environmental. It's not just that he's lost all his skill, but he seems slightly dis- disinterested, super miffed. There's bad juju on that team, and their schedule is brutal, like I, you I'm, mentioned. I'm with you. I, I will fork... The Packers. I feel like an NFC team, though, will be the team that makes us sweat and Probably. gets those charities excited because that seventh spot in the <laughs> NFC might only require eight or nine wins, and one of these teams. And the last up. time we did this, there was one less uh, playoff team that got in, so there is a bigger window for teams to find did a we way. Did we the Raiders last year? Like in us, in like we did a casual exercise of it. I don't even. I don't know. Remember. All right. Uh, how so about... now that we're all forking them, they're gonna get. Now they're, they're gonna gone. destroy the Cowboys. It's unanimous. It is unanimous. That's how it works. All right. Uh, I will uh, throw it to Mark Sessler for the next nomination. All right. I'm forking the Raiders. Mm. Smell you later. Do I need to explain why? Yeah. Well, that's how podcasts oh, work. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think they're a giant mess. Uh, they are, To get shut out in this league right now, which they did against the Saints, and then to get shut out last week, in the second half against the Jaguars, just to have games given away that way. When, like, you should if you're the Raiders. When we like them for a couple weeks, you have a 17-0 lead on the Jacksonville Jaguars, another team learning how to win with a first-year head coach, their first-year head coach. And you cannot run the ball. You cannot... Derek Carr vanishes the whole team, goes into some sort of other dimension and scores no points. And Devontae Adams has zero yardage in the second half after a great first half. You're not adjusting. The scheme is not being picked up. I don't know if it's Derek Carr or if it's the Raiders or a combination of both. It's their defense. Uh, There's nothing to like. And you're in the AFC, which is going to be a lot harder to make the playoffs in. And are we going to say they're about to go 8-2 and or something or 8-1? and No. I'm going to push back on this one a little bit. I got to I'm looking at their schedule. They got the Colts next. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. So you get your third win there at the Broncos. Not afraid of that. They also got the Steelers on the schedule and the Rams, who are obviously a mess. And I think they'll come up. Um, so while I'm not huge on the radar Raiders, I, I'm right now. I'm not going to officially cast the vote because I want to see where everybody else is. But I look at their schedule and mm. I, can, I still see a path to them being in the playoff race at the end of December. They're, they're uh, writers, for instance, for The Athletic and a lot of people covering the team felt like that was the end of their season. I, yes, I'm they're very ten, down on them. I feel like pushing back, too, because they've played one less game. They only have six losses. Uh, they've only, you know, they need to get wins, uh, but they have, you know, they had their bye week already. I'm going to... And they did it last year. That's what's creeping me out a little bit about them because, like, they were a veteran team last year that we would have never have expected put 
that in. And they got really lucky, and all that luck has gone against them this year. They are 0-5 now in one-score games. They've been in all these games. Could they get a little luckier? I'm gonna. I, I'm not going to fork Siciliano yet. looked at me like I was crazy, but I said, you know, to, to blow three 17-point leads uh, in the league and set records, you have to have a 17-point lead first. So there is... Like the Ravens, There's still the bones of a team that could go on a run here. I don't think it's going to happen, but I also don't feel strong enough to absolutely... Remember, Forkham is... No chance. They have right. no I just chance. mentioned that this last year, this magical last year that you're referring to and trying to say it's the same thing. They were five and two. They're two and six, and they, they closed their season against the Niners and Chiefs. Yeah, but are the Chiefs even playing for something there? You know, there's there are different things in in play even on the, I don't know. I'm gonna Bridget, how about you? Well, it sounds like it's not happening. Uh, I'm kind of torn because when your quarterback mm. goes in and says uh, there there's a lot that I wanna say, you know, if I'm honest, I don't wanna say it here. Obviously yeah, there's sure. tons of friction and when the person leading your team is speaking like that, I don't think it ends well for any team. I don't think that I don't know if I want to fork him, though, because like you said, the, a- the AFC West is so bizarre to me right now. The, Ch- the Raiders could have won that game week one against the Chargers. I still think there's a weird thing between the Chargers and the Raiders. I still think the Raiders could potentially win their second matchup. And yeah, they could beat the Colts. They could beat the Broncos. I don't know what's going on with the Seahawks. They're way better than we all thought. But I don't know. I think at some point the pieces have to click for this team. I think maybe just because I had so much hope for them going into this season, it's really hard for me to steer away from them. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, we have to see something between them, I think, at some point. I don't know. Maybe I'm being positive. You're going to have to keep watching the Raiders, Mark. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I enjoyed the the vibrant discussion around that. So thank you. Good, good. How about you, Greg? Uh, Nominate a team. I. I feel bad because the Jaguars not being a part of the 2022 season, I think, is an under-the-radar sad storyline because I just Wait, wh- thought they were going to be in the mix, the Jaguars. Oh, right, right, right. I understand I that. just yep. thought they were going to be part of this thing, that the AFC South was going to be so bad that they would be in the mix and be Trevor Lawrence and just be like, oh, this is nice to have the Jaguars back. It's been a while. And they're coming off of a win – and they are another team that's been in a lot of one-score games like the Raiders and, and lost most of them, almost all of them, until last week against the Raiders. But I look at their schedule, and I just don't see a path It's out. rough. They're at Kansas City, and they have the Ravens uh, after their bye. And that right there looks like 3-8. and eight. They also have the Titans and the Cowboys. They're, they're at the Jets. They have the Titans twice. And there's just been nothing about this team, to me, that is special. I think they're kind of a mediocre team that's been on the wrong side of variance, and they're not that far from being a 5-4 and four team, but it doesn't matter. They can't get those wins back, and I don't think they're going to rally enough with that schedule. They could lose all their games. I'm looking at their schedule now. I mean, maybe they beat the Texans. They've been in the – they're like a team where I've been so wrong. I, every game I think I've picked wrong when it comes to the Jaguars. Every and game they I beat the Chargers. Them, so they lost know. to the Texans already, so you're right. Anything could happen there. Uh, Travis Etienne is really um, – He's really stepped up the last couple of weeks, so that gives them uh, another kind of a real dynamic talent there. And Trevor Lawrence did play well he did. Uh, in a really win well. last week. So it's like, you know, like they have been in close games. I don't, I don't know about this one. The, pro- the, the fact one. that they're playing the Chiefs and the Ravens next are what really uh, yeah. scared I, me off more than anything. And at yeah. and, and yeah. some level, it's giving some faith to Gravedigger's Titans, and maybe I shouldn't. You know, if the if the Titans come way back to the pack, then the Jaguars can can be in the division mix. But I, I, I would uh, fork them, Greg. I, um, I think I'll, you're fork. I'll do I it would. as well because what you said, they had their chance to be in decent position uh, to absorb these next two losses, most likely. But they kicked away that opportunity, and it's going to be too late, Bridget. I'm going to fork them. 
We've I now forked three teams in the Look AFC. Okay. We are flying here. The fork <laughs> is out, and it is sharp. I will nominate. We're like in Ursa mode right now. <laughs> we are. We're going to definitely pay for this. I will nominate the defending Super Bowl champions, the Ooh, Rams. Um, controversial. I, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like you were saying with the Packers, uh, Mark. Let's not forget that they, they kind of stink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the defense's fault, as Jalen Ramsey will point out. But the defense hasn't been great shakes either. I mean, they've, they've struggled. Uh, to get to the quarterback. They've struggled to cover. Um, They have been vulnerable on that side of the ball, and the offense is a total mess. Uh, You know, would it it stun you if you learned that uh, Matthew Stafford's elbow really was a thing all season? It wouldn't stun me. The running game obviously is bad enough that Cam Akers is re-entering the mix. You you know that the Rams did everything and trying. They were trying to please take our first round picks, and they couldn't pull off the trades that they felt they needed to save the season. So now they're just moving forward with what feels like a broken team. So with the schedule, they are three and five with the home against the Cardinals at Saints at Chiefs home Seahawks over the next four weeks. I just this is me going out on a limb, but I feel like they deserve to be uh, put on the board for discussion thoughts. I think whoever loses Sunday between the Rams and Cardinals season is over. I think that is a, a, a test. Fork the, off. Classic. It, it's a classic fork off. I yeah. love that because both of these teams are kind of in similar positions where their seasons could end right now. And I think the Rams, again, like I said a little bit ago with uh, I forget who we were talking about. When Jalen Ramsey says it's not our fault, our offense shouldn't come over and tell us we're going to need you again with a minute and a half or whatever, then mismanaging the clock. I think there's so much tension, and I really believe that that interferes with what's going on. You can't get people on the same page, and with so many injuries to their offensive line, I just don't see them making a comeback. That's for me. It's the it's. I think they have unfixable problems. They're not alone. There are other teams, especially in the NFC, that have some unfixable problems. But the line has been such a poisonous scenario and it's uncorked everything they've tried to do they've scored under 14 14 points or under in four of their last five games that came against good defenses but the Rams we knew it didn't matter what defense you played you found your way out of it and and they they had their bye week everyone was selling them as like Sean McVay and everyone's gonna go huddle up during the bye week and figure (laughs) all this out and they came out and laid a massive egg against the Niners and then lost a terrible winnable game against the Bucks bye Sad, you know, my daughter makes this Rams shrine every Sunday. It's got. She's got to get. She's got to get her act a together. Different <laughs> paraphernalia. What do you mean? Well, I yeah, mean, the shrine's on. not working. It worked last year, and so she's sticking with it. It just it. They don't pass the eye test like more than the pack. The Packers seem to me like they're not that bad, but they just make mistakes. The Rams are just not a good team. They're 27th in DVOA. Uh, they're one of the worst offenses in the league. At no point this season have they looked like anything but one of the worst offenses in the league. They're only one game back, and I tend to think they'll win this week if I had to pick it. And so they'd be 4-5 and five in a muddied NFC, and they got the coaching staff. I have a hard time forking them, all even right. though I have no real faith in them at all. So I'm talking right. about both I, sides of my I, mouth. I hear it. So you don't want to do it. So let me quickly pivot. Uh, then if we're talking okay. about a, a fork off on Sunday, I am all in on forking the Arizona Cardinals. Anybody, Ahead of time. Anybody that listens to this show knows that I am not a fan of this entire regime and the way things are structured. Every week is a comedy of errors. Uh, how about the Cardinals? Do, do we need to wait to see them lose to the Rams, Bridget? We, we did put you in a tough spot here, Bridget. Not only do you have to come on. I mean, how many fan bases can them? hate me after this right, episode? But, like, we're basically just asking you to be the most negative possible in the most <laughs> negative show of the season. 
What, I, if, what uh, if Sunday decides it? Or you're saying you mm, want you yeah. want the Cardinals gone now? You you I would you be comfortable as a working them now. I don't need them. to see any more from the Cardinals. They can win Sunday. I can live and with I the Rams. Feel fine. I can live with the Rams. I can't live in a world where I, we still take the Cardinals seriously. I'm with Dan that even if they win that game, and that's a winnable game for the Cardinals, I believe what's going on offensively there is so rotten to the core, and they have a great quarterback, but we've seen what their offense is, and there's nothing exceptional about their team or their defense that's going to make up for it, whether it's a coach, the defense, no, the players. No, they don't get like, this nothing, either. Nothing's getting it. We don't oh. give them the hard knocks theme. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm watching this show, though. Tomorrow. You, I am. This is going to be intriguing, Luke. But they, like, to your point, they've got two games left against the 49ers. Let's say they probably lose both of those. You're 3-8. and eight. All right, give them the hard knocks theme. I didn't know everybody was plugging in on it. I want to watch. What? I'm, don't, gonna, I, I'm surprised. Like, I get why, like, during the season, it's it's a heavy lift, but, like, you don't want to see what's going on behind the scenes with this team on a little bit? I'm good. I got a lot I want to Are they going to show us Kyler watching film? Like, I think that's all we want to watch with the little yeah. clock on the side. Did you I guys see that clip? Buda Baker yelling at everybody that he's tired of losing. I did. And now NFL he's out tweeted. two to three weeks. He's one of their best players. Their schedule is a point. Well, that's their... how you get tired of losing, not be available. <laughs> well, yeah, that happened afterwards, unfortunately. Their schedule is one point in their favor because yeah. they're, they have so many division games in, at least that's in their control. The, the best team they play record-wise the rest of the entire season are the New England Patriots and the Chargers. Yeah, so, but like, you're, there's, you're, there's, there's two games against the 49ers. You're not... Sure, but that they're a 4-4 four and four team. You yeah, want but the 49ers are getting left. better and better, that's all. Yeah. I'm just saying that's an easy... Uh, as schedules go, it's manageable, but I, I'm with Dan. I've just seen enough that I don't Mark? need to take them seriously. This was like a team I wanted to be fun. Like last year, I liked them a lot, and like this is sort of you. You're, you guys were depressed about one of these teams. I like barely a, watch them live because Mark claims the Cardinals every I, week. I'll do it. I'll do it. I like to be daring with this because it's like, oh, it's so bad if we lose and we have to give to charity. I don't even know if we did last time. It was just a bunch of oh talk, but like, that's terrible. <laughs> that's horrible. What? Don't admit that. Well, well, we I did. Greg and I did. <laughs> it was you. Yeah, we did. West did too. No, that's not true. That first of all, if Evans you're listening to, to this, that is an absolute narrative, an absolutely incorrect. Well, narrative. they are listening to this. Well, Otherwise, wait, they how could are you, not hear how you. How are you saying you went from not knowing what happened to knowing for sure that we didn't donate? We certainly it did. Was not of a course. team we had that meetings I, about. It. it was not a team I that I like. Man, like was pushing or like championing like to be. It was forked. the Los Angeles Food Bank, as I recall. I don't know what to say. So just <laughs> send your invoice to Mark Sessler at All right. uh, I, listen. Johnny Bananas Hawthorne Drive. <laughs> Johnny Bananas. You, listener, you try to think in your mind if you think Greg has donated to anything. <laughs> just ask yourself that question. All right. That's do, rude. Do you have, I mean, what? I donate. You donate to a lot. That's it's very that's, hot. It's very be, hot over because, here. Because you're bringing it. I mean, you, I donate to a lot of stuff. So that's But you unfair. shouldn't tell people that. But, but, well, when you're when you're guys, confronted on it, okay. wow. right, so calm down, uh, Bridget. Do you have any other team? You don't have to. We Mine don't... was the Texans, so we we, we took care of the we Texans. Took of we took care of the Texans easily. Anybody else uh, that you guys want to throw out there? The Cardinals were on my mind, but uh, yeah, we got to do the Steelers. Yeah, I, are we I think you could have. I think you could have put them in the early window. I'm cool with that. It. They they have some berserker energy potentially mm-hmm. because of Mike Tomlin. Big berserker energy. <laughs> Uh, but the fact that they're in the AFC, and we keep eliminating these AFC teams, we, we this would already be, what, five gone, which is how we've gotten into trouble in the past. Uh, but I... <laughs> we are very certain who's going to the postseason on November 8th. I, I don't see a path to 10 wins, and I'm with Mark. I think that's what it's going to take in the AFC. How about the Lions? 
I can't fork them. I'm not forking them. I not after what Dan can't. They're the around. They're the around the NFL. I mean, if that's who gets the, the song, giving it to the Cardinals. <laughs> what about the Broncos? Can we fork them? Ooh. Oh, I happily would. I kind of would, Let's too. See. After Let's I, I heard schedule. about Russ doing high knees on the plane, I was ready to fork them. I happily would. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you're cracking what? Up. Uh, yes, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. They have at Titans, woof. Uh, I don't know if Tannehill's playing. Uh, okay, they could beat the Raiders. Okay, then they got... They could beat the Panthers. Home Raiders, winnable at Panthers, very winnable at Ravens, toughy, Chiefs, toughy, cards at... I mean, I feel like they can get back to 500 here. That's a little concerning. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. At some point... Sorry. Wait, did, did we fork the Steelers there? <laughs> I, I was fine track. with it. Are we cool with the Steelers? I'm just saying, yeah. If we fork the Steelers, then we've in the AFC forked the Steelers, Texans, Jaguars, and Colts. That's not that many. Four, four feels fair. I think the Steelers are going to part ways with their offensive coordinator in about two or three weeks, and the floor is going to fall out even further from there. A lot of changes are coming, and they're not making the playoffs. I think the AFC-NFC dynamic is real. If you look at the AFC standings right now, for instance, the Colts are... 10th place uh, and they're but they're two and a half games back of the playoff spot which would be the Chargers right now uh and the Dolphins uh are at six and three whereas in the NFC like two and a half games gets you all the way back to basically the end of the entire conference Carolina's within two and a half games of the seventh spot so to me it's too far for the Steelers to catch up I'm out on the Steelers. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So they're done. Uh, Broncos. Yeah. I, I'm not totally. Greg, it was not right of me to suggest that you don't donate to things. I know that you do, <laughs> and you're a, you're a caring person. No, so I, I don't, take that I, back. I, I like just it. just got a little hot there. That's all. I like it when we find out how Mark really feels during the show. <laughs> Um, not, how I really feel is what I just did. are you happy you came on this episode? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> I'm going to get off here and donate right to Trarity. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anybody else want to throw a team out there? I want to make sure we're not missing anybody. The Commanders? Oh, I can't. No. I'm not with Taylor Heineke. Okay. I don't see another team right now. Well, what about the Saints? Mm. Mm, well. All right. Now, the Saints, as you could check it out on the Monday night recap with Jordan Rodriguez and uh, Greg Rosenthal, they no-showed on Monday night. Um, I know the Ravens are a great team, but that was disheartening to say the least. And it makes you think that uh, even though we were gassing them up a little bit last week and the idea that maybe there's something there, now I'm less confident. I feel like this might be – I feel like their only chance now, and this is crazy because I'm not a huge fan of this uh, quarterback, but get Jameis back in there and see if it could juice him up. I Sounds don't know. Sounds like they're not going to at least this next week. I, I tend to agree it might be time to – Switch back. The Daltonissance? Is well, it happening? I don't think at the quarterback position is particularly relevant to their team. Because to <laughs> me, I mean, I don't think either one is going to save them. And I don't think either one is their main problem. They, they have so many problems. And yet I'm not going to fork them in this division. I am not convinced the Bucks are going to get it together. And I still think the Saints and Bucks are the two most likely teams to win this division. Sorry, I think the Falcons, Falcons are going to win it. Mm, they do have a little more. Uh, mm-hmm. they, have a, they have a... Juice. Week fifteen tussle with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm too. not. I don't. I'm not on board necessarily the the Saints, but uh, I don't want to fork them. I think I, that I need, division is. Too I think that was bold, and I think their fans have given up. Like I, I that doesn't surprise well, me. Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, does it? I mean, like if they they have the Steelers and the Rams, they could be five yeah. and six. Yeah, their schedule is favorable. 
mean, All they're right. not a good team, but like we're talking about this, the worst division we've ever seen. One of these teams that we've talked about today, whether we fork them or not, will be awesome in the second half. That's just <laughs> right. I mean, no, I mean, it's true. There's no question that that. The numbers say more than one will be awesome right. of all the teams we've at least discussed. Not necessarily that we forked. Like That's how the NFL goes, that one or two of these teams will catch absolute fire, even if it's hard to see Just now. for my... I uh, told you the Colts. My bookkeeping here before we um, close the seg and move to TNF. Did we? Where did we come down on the Raiders? We did not fork we them because of you. Okay. Them. Good. I, I was mean, the only one? No, no. I mean, you I started. Right, you right, were right. the first descent. Okay, okay, okay. So. All right. All right, well, then with that said... Uh, as per tradition, uh, fire up the funeral dirge, and I will now announce the teams whose seasons are over. Mm. <laughs> Sorry to the fan bases, and please keep listening to this podcast. Right, we don't know anything. We should just do it like disguised voices, so nobody knows which one of us are yeah. forking who. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Pittsburgh Stellars. The Indianapolis Ursus. <laughs> the Houston Texans. And the Carolina Panthers. Wow. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. I. Mm, a lot of teams. <laughs> right. That's almost a, a quartile of the that's league. That's almost a yeah. quartile. They're all doomed, you see. I feel like we're gonna regret it. We I definitely so. are. Yeah. I think. I know I am. I think we went uh, too hard. Yeah. Well, this is why I, I, you're, you've been effective at like shaming me into always like, <laughs> being, well, the numbers say someone's gonna come back, but uh, <laughs> I just do it for the show. Who I are you most worried about are the teams we just the Packers. Samesies. I mean, they do have the the guy who won the MVP. God, he's so bad years. in that game. I but thought we didn't. Here's I thought the we thing. didn't fork the Packers. No, we did. We did. Here's yeah. the thing about that game because you said you thought they've been unlucky. I thought that game was there. The yards were there. The points were there. And Rodgers just no-showed on like four or five big throws in that game. Is that unlucky or is that him and, getting older? Or is final, it just like a bad day at the office? And I the final four throws. I think also like it's the opposite of what's happening like with Tua where he may not be the most accurate passer on the planet deep, but like your receivers, Tyreek Hill, are making make, you're making up for it. That's good Like call. Aaron Rodgers GC, does bro. not have that. Those people around him. Like and that he, play to Lazard, that was another huge play. I thought Rodgers put it right on him. He almost had it. It got overturned on review. That stuff happens a lot with it. That's why we forked him, right? That's feel, a good I point just think they have Mark. too yeah, many that's injuries. Point, Mark. That's a good point, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Injuries, <laughs> yes, as Bridget says. All right, do we take a break and hit TNF? Let's take a break. Are we feeling good about this seven? It's too no, late. Well, absolutely not. But. Yeah, we can't we, change it now. But we can't change up the voices, and we can't start pointing <laughs> fingers. That's what would happen in the Packers locker room. Right. We need to stick together as for Bridget. <laughs> right, this right. is a blood oath. It is. Because you came on this particular show, you are responsible, and right. we will okay. take equal for blame. For the charity, too. Uh, for yeah. The, yeah. That's yeah. True. I'll sign the check. <laughs> Once old man McFadden comes on and says your right. team's name, it's all over for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be right back with a... TNF pre preview. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, here we go. We're back. It's time to uh, hit the first game. Greg, can you f***ing believe it? Week 10. Whoa. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, the te- the season just, just goes so worry. fast. <laughs> yeah. just goes so fast. Can you believe it? <laughs> this is not TV. It goes fast. It goes fast, Bridget. And we have... Uh, <laughs> We have a nice matchup here between the Atlanta. Bridget was like, my word. (laughs) My pearls must clutch and declutch. All right, here we go. Falcons at Panthers, as you said, Bridget. You have covered the Panthers. You like individuals connected to the team. And yet, and yet, this same team gave up 42 consecutive points in their most previous game, (sighs) uh, their previous game. And the Falcons, Falcons, as we talked about in another absurd Tuesday segment earlier this season, Kind of spicy, right? Frisky. Oh Where yeah, they're down? they're spicy. Yeah, so you got a spicy Falcons team and a need to have it game against the Panthers team that's running out PJ Walker offer off the worst game of his life, I would presume. And a reminder: this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. Uh, yes, and Steve Wilkes, the coach, like I mentioned before, right. um, when asked why he wasn't benching P.J. Walker, he said, if I went off of everybody having bad games, I could bench everyone. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know if you realize what he did there when he said that. Um, I mean, including himself. <laughs> yeah. you know. So, But they are going to have to staff a field. Um, so I, I, I just think that the Panthers, like I mentioned before, the, the details to Baker Mayfield's contract, I think they're mm. going to keep him out to try and – not have to give up. That. He looked good in that game. It was a good situation. That was his for best him, but, game that yeah. he played as a Panther. Why but would... just such an unfortunate situation. So that right? it was it was total garbage time. But he he quickly brought points to them, and so they were a disaster. That, yeah. that becomes a tricky thing, and you want to know what's going on behind the scenes there. But like Baker, after on that game, obviously he's 
he gives them a better chance to win. Is that what ownership and front office wants? He alluded to a short week. Uh, I do think we see, see Sam Darnold. I'm with you, Dan, that this will most likely be P.J. Walker's and last then Sam, start anyways. Yeah, after this week, because they're not going to suit up all three. Is Darnold healthy? I know they had to take him off IR yeah. or the season was over. Is he even capable to be starting a game? I mean, we'll get well, to Well, is he capable to be starting a game Here's even the thing if he's that, healthy? They <laughs> dominated the Falcons in that game. I know they ended yeah. up losing it and – We've talked about the P.J. Walker greatest play in the history of football that um, broke their hearts oh, and they couldn't six, recover. Yeah. Now they've had an extra I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it, by the way. To recover, and that was a game where they physically dominated Atlanta, which not many teams have done. They, they mostly stopped Atlanta's running game. Not totally, but better than most teams. Uh, and they pushed them around when Atlanta tried to pass, and their offense looked awesome in that game. P.J. Walker was a little up and down, but guys were getting open. Like, for one week, they really made sense, even though they ended up losing the game. I mean, the Falcons, if anything, I want to hang my hat on. They have the eighth offensive DVOA, fourth in the, in the run. We know they can do that. They're the 29th defense, and the Panthers are the 28th. So it's like that. that's what happened in that other game. I mean, do I? my thing is they so no-showed last week. Um, 21 first downs in the first half to one. The Bengals out first down them. I mean, what's going on here? Like, that's an absolute disaster. And P.J. Walker, like, I was excited for what he was doing, and he completely... That's also... That's this season. Weird stuff happens, and it's a division game on Thursday night. I could see the Panthers scoring 28 points at home and winning the thing. That's a thing that you can never really count out. Panthers at home, I could see them winning too, but I just have a lot more hype on the Falcons than I think a lot of people do. I was there at training camp and there's something about them that a lot talking to people there, they have pieces and Cordero Patterson, he's off Made IR. a big difference yeah. last um, week. I, I think also what what is it like six of nine of their games have been decided by how many points four or less so I think some of those losses could be wins. Uh, I think the Panthers have too much going wrong and how many times have we covered the Panthers over the past couple seasons where they are in middle of the pack then they get this first rounder that doesn't really maybe a defensive guy yeah Brian Burns or someone that makes a big difference they need the first pick in the draft they need <laughs> Bryce Young yeah. they need a quarterback to turn this They've been around trying to get How that many, guy forever now right so feels like if I mean, we're they gonna could have had, they could have had Justin Fields if they wanted but they chose not to that well was maybe if they have the I feel like not they, they, they a, don't do great with like this not but they, that was their choice the sixth or the eighth or the te- they need the first pick in yeah. the draft mm-hmm. next year and I think whether you want, of course, the coach is saying we're not tanking it, and I'm, I don't have any inside knowledge that they're tanking it, but I think why not tank? Do it in a secret way. Well, that <laughs> happens all the time, and I, I want to say this. I'm going to say two things here. First of all, Greggy, on Sunday you mentioned that Mariota was kind of driving you nuts a little bit with his inaccuracy. I'm pulling my hair out watching this game yesterday and how many throws Mariota misses. They win. I mean, we talk about Kyle Pitts. Why doesn't he get used more? Kyle Pitts is open for the game-winning touchdown. That throw is insane. And it's a 73-yard touchdown. All Mariota has to do is just put some air under it and let this dynamic young tight end catch it and run to the end zone. He'd blown by his, uh, the secondary. And he aired him, aired it over his head by five yards, and that happened over and over in that mm-hmm. game. So it's frustrating, and I understand Arthur Smith's not going anywhere because on balance, I think they're building something here. But I cannot – I just struggle to see them running this back with Mariota next year. So Atlanta, I think, is going to be another team in the market for a quarterback. However, I'm going to go ahead, you know, Thursday. Is he do it? Thursday night, Daddy's going to have a couple <laughs> Tito's. Daddy's going to be relaxing. I haven't done this yet. I don't know if anybody's done this yet. But I'm going to go ahead and lock up 
uh, the Dirty Birds Whoa. on the road here. Uh, there's, a, there's a field goal spread here, which I feels yeah. generous to Carolina, quite frankly. And I think the Falcons are just a better team. I mean, our record as Locke brothers. Are you? Is he? It's. I think we're undefeated. Uh, um, I think we're like 13 and two. I mean, so. that's yes. a, that's essentially that you're a team in the it, conference title game with that record. Yes, sir. Um, I am locking it up as well. Because you just get it out of the way. It's just an easy home run. You get it out of the way. What could go wrong? Or it, you know, brings you total <laughs> agony for three hours. Yeah. Even if they win, just knowing Mark and it's the it's the like island game, and then we have to come back on Friday, and I'll I'll mention oh, it. Dig it in. But mo- I I yeah. think I'm I think this is a good. Especially lock. after the charity thing, he's, you know, he's gonna come in with that. <laughs> I thought I came back around on that and showed. My true feelings. You cleaned it up Greg. a little bit. Cleaned cleaned it up. At most, it was a cleaning it up. <laughs> I don't know about true feelings. It's like a, a toxic waste. I do I, think that you donate to charity because you've told me that you do before. I did never told. We've never talked that's about that's that. That's all, Greg. You know, like too. the person that does not share when they donate. No, he's like, I must share something with you. <laughs> no one's I went ever to the boys and girls club this. today. No one's ever uh, ten dollars in this. the slot. <laughs> I don't mean excessively. <laughs> I don't think this is any of this is true. You know, Bridget, this is <laughs> this is a chance. You could lock up a game on Thursday night. It's pretty, you know, just get one and zero on the season, and then you. <sighs> Then you're you in we the have books. A, like official tabulated standings that mm. a listener compiles, but, and you'd be in that but tabulated standings forever. You also forever. could be 0-1, and, and you'd uh, be last place zeros. forever. And I, I won't be allowed back on until no. my 42nd no, birthday. If getting no. locks was wrong, <laughs> no. uh, that's fine. If that Let's up the stakes. Yeah, if you are uh, if you lock it up successfully, return on the show. If, if the Panthers somehow pull it off, unless you're picking the Panthers, um, that's it. It's Bridget's last show. I just think I've it's been to so much. many games this year where I thought they were going to go one way and didn't. Interesting. I, I, I mean, away. I, it's a division I, I, game. It's just as tough. Like I was at the Chargers Jaguars game. I was at the Chargers Seahawks game. It, 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 maybe it's me. I, I kind of think the Falcons okay. got the Panthers' best shot two weeks ago, and they managed to win anyways. And so I'm with you guys that I think the Falcons uh, will win this game. But it is, you know, it's a division game. You want to join us? It's, I, I don't. It, it, <laughs> I haven't looked at the whole slate, so I don't know what I'm going to do. But I don't. Need to. This well, is, Jeremy uh, I feel Chin, good about this one. he came off IR. He was practicing today. Their safety, who yeah. sure. will make a huge difference. I don't think he's going to play Thursday, though. That would, so that's that not going to help him. Will also, said if getting like, locks he was, was hoping he would. Mm, if oh. getting locks was wrong, like Nick Wesseling would never be allowed on this show. So <laughs> you can get locks wrong. Um, this is this is a tugboat heat check. I'm having a big season right now on the picks, and I don't even need to see the rest of the schedule. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do it, though. I'm not, I don't like it when we're all together. Mark, it's a classic tugboat heat check. Oh, it is. It's, uh, it's right, put, it, put it right in that folder. In all that right. File. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Let's see. All right. You have said it all, Bridget Condon. You can follow Bridget. On the old Twitter at Bridge and Condit with an underscore. Did I someone take? I can't get the woman to give me it. She hasn't been on since like 2012. She has mm, no now tweets. Now you got to deal with Elon Musk, so it's oh, not going to oh get God. any easier. Are you guys going to pay the 20 bucks for the blue check? I think the, the, I'll have the company pay for me. Stick it to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that will be that will be expensed at the very <laughs> yeah. least if it comes. Hey, to company, it. you at some it. point though, it, I, won't it become? It'll almost be embarrassing to have it, right? Because they know that you're it's paying. Like, it. I'm a mark, uh, but yeah, I, I wonder if that is really a thing. What does that mean? Just like I'm a mark, kind of like it's uh, like you pay to go well, to your no, friend's party. You. No, I thought you were throwing that at me. 
I mean, like, you're the guy at the poker table that people see as the one that they can take money from. I would from, be, honestly, you know? I would have no problem if Twitter just imploded tonight and did not exist anymore. I, mean, I could a- live with that. Absolute injustice, Bridget. I realized I had not been following you. I just banged Whoa. a follow there. You know, I was going to try and message you yes- last night. I was, like, having oh, all this no. anxiety about coming on the show. I'm like, ah, I'm going to message and him and ask reach. him. And I couldn't even. Now Your now, DMs are not open, too. Now, just to, to show you, I'm even going to send you my phone <laughs> number through DM oh to show God. that we are now... Well, it's just interesting, though, Mark, the way Bridget's mind works, that she wanted to come with that anxiety and find out, (laughs) you know, to Dan. But when she realized she could DM me or you, she was like, nah, they don't really matter. You Check your DMs. It's telling. We didn't didn't really register as that relevant. (laughs) No, I knew I was going to see you in makeup. Okay. That's one way to spin it. (laughs) Bridget, you've said it all. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody uh, for listening. Yes, check out the Monday Night Football recap with Jordan Rodriguez. Check out uh, our... Thursday program coming up where we preview the rest of week 10. Until then. How you doing, Justin? I'm great, now? Dan. Thanks for asking. Uh, what? No, your I, mic. I'm playing the song. Hey, so you forgot. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't. Right. Oh, tough ending. <laughs> Heed the call. <laughs> <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.